Hello and welcome to Duke's Handbook, where we are now on a new schedule. Mondays are the advice episodes. Thursdays are going to be the Am I the Asshole episodes because upon request, uh, some people have said they'd rather it like that, and I'm okay with that. We got two episodes a week now, Monday advice, Thursday AITA, and uh, let's just go ahead and get into it. This one is called, I'm moving out on my own without a boyfriend or anyone. LOL. That's okay, right? Uh, Absolutely. First of all, you don't need to be moving in or out with anybody. It's not that big of a deal. I've decided to move out of this hellhole, and hopefully I can make my dream come true of leaving these toxic family behind. Uh, Since it's long overdue, I'm turning 26 in August. And because of abuse and my depression, it took me a while to be able to come up with this decision. Usually people move out and they have friends or lovers to support them or at least help with the rent, right? I mean, like you don't need to be full-blown supported. You're an adult. I only have myself because I'm a loser and no one really cares about me. Uh, JSBS, or just just saying, I don't know what JSBS means. I've never had a boyfriend before because I'm just that unlovable. Anyway, I'm anxious about moving out, but also relieved because maybe I'll be finally independent and stress-free. Even though it's hard, hopefully I can get, I can finally get out of this abusive hellhole, right? First of all, let me address a couple things here. Obviously, It's an abusive hellhole that you're in because you're sitting here and saying, and I quote, uh, I'm just that unlovable and no one cares about me and I'm a loser. Dude, first of all, don't. That's how I know that you've been in a really bad home. Um, because if you're thinking about your yourself like that, it's gonna it's gonna be really hard um, for you. But like since you're by yourself, hopefully being alone and not having that constant negativity in your life telling you you're a loser, no one cares about you, you're not lovable. Anything like that, that is the most negative shit I've ever heard in my entire life, especially if that's coming out of your household. Uh, I, I Honestly, I'm really happy that you're getting the fuck out of there because fuck them, dude, for real. Don't, and it's going to take a while to, you know, move past that. But my advice for that aspect of healing over that is... Really learn to love yourself. You're not a loser. You're 26 years old. You're about to be moving out onto your own. So that's a good start. You're going to end up getting a job or a better job or whatever. And just like keep moving up. 
Don't ever think you're a loser just because people tell you that. Don't ever think you're unlovable because people tell you that. And don't ever think that no one cares about you. There are a lot of people out there that definitely do. You may not have a boyfriend, but just because you don't have a boyfriend doesn't mean it's eventually going to happen. Doesn't mean it's not eventually going to happen. But what I do want you to do um, when you do get into your own place, before you even think about getting into a relationship, you really need to learn and focus on loving yourself before you can get into a relationship. Otherwise, you're going to self-sabotage and it's really going to be a problem. Um, but I really do hope that you you meditate and and clear the negative energy off of you. Palo Santo is great for that, if not sage. But clear the negative energy off of yourself. Clear the negative energy out of your new place and start anew and, and hopefully just cut these people out that are causing you all this grief to make you even think like that. I mean, God, I'm so sorry that you feel that way. And I know everybody's living situations aren't the same, but I really hope that you're able to learn to love yourself. And that's what's important here is that you're going to have a space to be able to learn how to just love yourself and continue on with, you know, becoming great and more successful and everything like that. Hey, if you're listening or you're watching on YouTube, do me a huge favor, subscribe, like, comment, share, whatever. It'd be absolutely fantastic to see who's coming and going and who's watching and who's, you know, doing their thing. So anyway, we'd love it if you just hit the subscribe and click that little notification bell. Okay, this one's called Mom's Boyfriend Said Cuddling With My Sister Is Inappropriate and Basically Accused Me Of Doing Bad Stuff. Let's just go ahead and dive into this one because I, I, you never really know, right? I'm 17 female and my little sister is eight. She's my favorite person in the house, in this household, and we're very close. We often hug or kiss each other on the cheek or cuddle under the blanket. Well, yesterday she came into my room around 6 a.m. and I was watching Dragon Ball Z. And she likes the show as well, so we, she climbed into bed with me and we cuddled and watched it together. Ten minutes later, my mom's boyfriend bursts into my room saying that it's weird for her to be in my room this long and said, I don't know what the fuck you're doing, but I know something is going on. I told him he needed to mind his own damn business and that there's nothing inappropriate about what we do. He said that since I'm a lesbian, I can't be trusted alone with her, and I got so pissed off at that impl- at the implication. My mom said that I should listen to, uh, to him even though she disagrees with what he said, and I'm not doing it. How can I convince them that our relationship as, si- as siblings is entirely innocent? You don't fucking need to. And you know what? Fuck your mom's boyfriend. Excuse me, but like, God damn, fuck that guy. Are you kidding me? I would have been like maybe a little worried if you were a male. But I mean, that's that's just sister love right there. My sister and I are 13 years apart and we talk on the phone all the time. And, you know, I call her baby girl on the phone. Sweetie, whatever, dude. Like, that's my that's my baby girl right there. I will protect the fuck out of her. You know what I mean? And uh, just the fact that you're sitting there cuddling as a sister to your sister, that's, fuck that guy. And matter of fact, unless that eight-year-old little girl is his fucking daughter, 
He needs to butt the fuck out. And your mom needs to start standing up for you and your little sister's healthy sister relationship. I think that's fucking bullshit. I don't know what you can do, honestly. I think you're just going to have that fucking problem. But, dude, go... Bro, tell that guy to go fuck himself. He's not your goddamn dad. All right? And then, if he's also not uh, your little sister's dad, he can go ahead and fuck off with all that bullshit, too. What a fucking weirdo. Why would he just assume that some weird shit's going on? Just because, oh, you're a lesbian. You can't be trusted. That's the dumbest shit I've ever heard in my entire fucking life. It's called, um, I don't know, being a good sister. Maybe he needs to look that one up because maybe he's got some underlying childhood issues that he needs to fucking go to therapy for if he thinks that's what you're doing. Fuck that guy. Oh, my God. This one was called My Twin Ruined My Life. Honestly, just off the title, feel like it should be a movie. Um, I'm an identical twin. Since day one, we've done everything together, including sharing a bed and have a bit of separation anxiety. We are now 19 and go through our first year of college. Only my twin has dated before and did not nothing but kissing. We only ever did soccer since age 10 and saw our friends in school as we had no spare time from sports. Both of us agreed to dorm together as we already lived together, which is pretty cool. I'm not going to lie. As an identical twin, like you may as well just be dormed up, right? The first week of dorming went well. We made a lot of friends and went to a lot of events. The second week was different. We talked to this trio, two men and one female. Uh, who were friends since high school for a few hours and became close friends for a while. One of the boys ended up dating my twin after two weeks. My twin would cuddle with him for hours in our dorm. No wall separation. And started to just sleep in the same bed married style. So, cuddling or naked. She's never been even been in a guy's room before. It was fine but she started to only hang out with him like she did with me 24/7 except when they went potty except when they went potty I don't know what you mean by that she began ignoring me and including him in our plans without my say I voiced my thoughts but she only pre- pretends to listen and continues her way her personality has always kind was always kind and considerate but her stubborn stubbornness grew. At night, I had terrible sleeping because of their kissing and later on other noises. <coughs> Excuse me. She didn't tell uh, tell me until six months after, but she had her first with him two months after meeting. They did some fingering and penetration next to me while I slept for her the first semester. I confronted her three times throughout about my discomfort, especially since I'm in the room. Agreed. Yeah, that's, that's, I could see where you'd be just, you know, a little uncomfortable there. She assured me, she, uh, she assured me and made promises that she repeatedly broke. It got worse to the point that I pretended to sleep in day and night grunting as a hint to stop. I'm not confrontational and waited to go to the bathroom till they finished. The night after our third conversation, it was 6 a.m., and I just packed my stuff 
to take a walk till my twin commented, pretending to just wake up. Um, and I couldn't help but raise my voice saying, I can't believe it and to fuck off. I ghosted her for three hours and she threatened to call mom and I threatened to tell mom. I won and just walked. We have all the same friends, so I didn't tell them. When I came back, she screamed at me and ignored me till I apologized and pretended to feel sorry. What are you fucking apologizing for? You're not the one fucking while, while she's in the next bed. I had a genuine talk, and she tried to make me the bad guy and justify it, claiming I was mistaken this time. Uh Oh, shit. So it's identical twin male and female? That's cool. All right. That's all right. I told her how I got insomnia because of her. I stopped sleeping and threw up regularly from stress and that she ruined all my future romantic relationships as I lost interest and want for what she has. She said uh, it wasn't like I was touched and I'm overreacting, but every time my friends talk about theirs, I get nauseous and I can't stand being near her and him. I still can't sleep. And Okay, now I can't tell if you're also a female or if it's too... It, I don't know. Uh, I still can't sleep and can never see her the same. I pretend to find, to forgive... But I'll never forget and can't move on. I make excuses and try to be, try to minim, minimalize hanging out with them. With then I just get uncomfy. Uh, I don't know how to interact with her. Uh, I brought it up once and she was mad. I brought it up and said it doesn't matter. Also, the boy avoided me and stopped talking until after I apologized. She said I made him sad and he was sorry, but she never apologized and he's a standard Christian gentleman who always speaks his mind. I'm too scared to share and can't just ask my mom for therapy out of the blue. What do I do? Just ask them to stop or at least wait till you're out of the fucking room. I mean, I'm sure you guys aren't going to the same fucking classes all day. Right, So I'm assuming there's definitely time that you're not in the room and that's probably the time where they should have their uh, romantic situations, not while you're literally sleeping in the same room without separation. So that is that is a little fucking disrespectful on your twin sister's part. Um, it's touchy, I know. And you definitely don't want to ruin a relationship that you have with your twin, right? You still want to keep that going. But, uh, yeah, just ask them politely to be like, can you just at least, like, not do it while I'm in the room? Or shoot me a fucking text and be like, hey, don't come up here for an hour or two. And then, you know, text me and then just be like, all right, dude, text me when you're done or whatever. I've been in that situation where your boy texts you and says, just don't, don't fucking come in. Don't, don't come into the apartment like, all right, you know, so there's that, but I mean, I mean, I hope your, I hope your relationship stays good, but it, you're definitely going to need to work on it because, uh, sister sounds like she's kind of cunty about it. So, yeah. Hey, if you've made it this far and you're on whatever you're listening to, whether it's Spotify, YouTube, 
Apple Podcasts, whatever it is, go ahead and give it a like, a follow, comment, share it with your friends if you've liked it this far. And we will keep on keeping on, I guess, as we as we move forward with the episode. Thank you for watching, listening, whatever you're doing, having me on in the background. Doesn't matter. Really appreciate it. This one says, my ex-girlfriend sent me an unalive note yesterday, six months after we broke up. So my ex-girlfriend, female 27, and I, male 28, split up about six months ago. She had such low self-esteem that she constantly believed I was cheating on her, using dating apps, didn't find her attractive, etc. Despite regular reaffirmation, this led to her going through my phone while I was in the bathroom one day and finding a screenshot of a Tinder chat from a year previous. She stormed out without letting me explain. A month or so later, she was working from home and came over to my house to work from there as her internet was unstable. For whatever reason, she couldn't log into her work portal, and I ended up logging into my email on her laptop as a workaround. Long story short, she confronts me two months later over an email from a dating app. It was an updated terms and service agreement or something silly. But there was no reason reasoning with her. She was irate, shouting at me for about an hour about what a betrayal I was. How she always knew I was looking at other girls behind her back. She never told her I thought she was pretty. I did regularly, but I understand that's just her low self-esteem talking. I liked this girl, but we'd only been together for six months, and this was becoming semi-regular. So I sat there for the, hour, for the hour and took my medicine while she vented. I rebuked the accusations of straying from the relationship, but when she continued, I pretty much just sat there in silence until she shouted herself out. A little bit of a red flag there, but also too, like typically don't you like not get emails from dating websites when you've deleted your account and all that stuff. So I can see where she's a little weird and hesitant on that. Although also going through your shit is a little invasive. I definitely could, especially at six months, it's a bit invasive. I definitely could have handed the official breakup better. I had a trip away a couple of uh, days after that last argument. And we ended up not talking until the, she texted me about three weeks later. She asked me if we were finished, that there had been nothing official, and she still believed that we were together. I told her I didn't see how we could come back from this, and the way she had spoken the last time we met, I assumed it was clear. I didn't hear back from her, but... I knew she was upset, thought it was best, thought it best for a clean breakup and to leave it there. Fast forward six months to yesterday. I mean, like you're right. Let me, let me go back to that paragraph there. You're, you're right. I mean, usually after you have somebody yell at you forever, you're just kind of like, okay, so this is the end of it. Like we're done. Fast forward six, it's touchy. But like typically after six months of being into a relationship with somebody and they're just like shouting the fuck out of you, they've already broken a trust. So, yeah. Fast forward six months to yesterday when I wake up to an email from her 
first communication between us since the breakup. There were pictures she'd taken during our relationships, during our relationship, and a long message talking about our time together, how my mistreatment of her along with that of previous ex-boyfriends had driven her to the edge. She signed off with goodbye for good. I won't be around to see you again. I hope someone treats you how you treated me. She'd blocked me on everything except email. So I replied immediately and told her that she didn't have to do what she was planning. People loved her, etc. I didn't hear back from her till this morning, so was assuming the worst last night, as I would too. I mean, you get something like that, you're just immediately like, oh, fuck. Uh, she pretty much told me she was working overtime yesterday and had decided that was going to be her last day alive. Ended up breaking down in tears in front of some coworkers who calmed her down and were kind to her. And eventually she settled and decided to continue on with life. That's good. That's really good. In the email she sent me this morning, she talked about some of her dating experiences since we broke up. How they weren't great and only served to remind her of how, she, how we finished up. And I got too much for her. And it got too much for her. She talked some more about how shitty a person I was and how I drove her to this, essentially. You didn't. You, you really didn't. Um, and I'm, I'm going to tell the people listening right now, this is a long one. We're almost done with it, though. I'm sorry. All this has left me wondering what my responsibility is to this girl at this stage. Of course, I don't want her to end things. She's got some issues that are standing in the way of her being happy, but I know if she overcomes them, she'll be in a great place. She's very attractive, has a great job, and is a kind person. Her email makes it quite plain that she doesn't expect to hear from me again and that I'm a terrible person who she doesn't care to hear from either. But do I just cut ties here? I want to make her see how much she... Uh, she has going for her, but I don't know, but I know she'll just throw past events back in my face as she always has, which is unfortunate. It seems like this girl is in a much worse place now than she was before I met her, which makes me feel like cutting ties right now is an awful thing to do, but I'm really not sure how to help her salvage things. Maybe that makes things sound like I'm only doing it to clear my own conscience, but I don't mind being the villain in this girl's mind if it helps her move on. Apologies for the long post, and I'm on mobile, so I hope the formatting isn't awful. No, it actually wasn't, buddy. You did a good job. It was kind of easy to read through. Thanks for reading. Would appreciate an outside perspective on things. Thanks. Um... Yeah, it was a long post, but I mean, like there was a lot to fill in there. So at the end of the day, it, you, there's only so much reassuring that you can do as a man where it just gets to a point where it's just exhausting, you know, where you're just like, dude, I've shown you my phone. You've gone through my messages. You've gone through my photos. You've gone through everything that I have on my phone. What the fuck else can I do to make you believe that there's no other women. I'm not cheating on you. I find you attractive. You're, you know, like you do all the things where you're like touching butt every time you walk by, little kisses on the forehead if they're sitting on the couch, et cetera, et cetera. And 
and you know being this emotionally open person with them but you still for but them it, that's like some underlying trauma that really you can't there's almost nothing you can do about it you know I, that's something that takes time to get over but it seems like after you she was just with toxic dude after toxic dude you know so I like how at the end you said, I don't mind being the villain as long as it, you know, helps her move forward. Because, I mean, at the end of the day, an ex is always going to talk shit. And you, you know, a lot of times people end up noticing that you're just bullshitting the fuck out of them. If you're the shit talker. But uh, if, if for you it takes you being the villain and you're okay with being the villain in her mind just so that she's still around i gotta commemorate that man i mean good on you you know so uh just just go ahead keep that up if she didn't want to hear from you anymore then she doesn't want to hear from you anymore and you're just gonna have to let that go my guy and uh let it be because sometimes that's just how it be so that'll do it for this episode. Um, keep an eye out for Eagle in the Rue, uh, where me and my Australian buddy, what am I doing? My Australian buddy and myself uh, just kind of talk about everything where we, I mean, politics, humidity, uh, humanity, freaking gaming, YouTube, different creators, stand up comedy. Whatever it is, we talk about it because we love that shit. And um, yeah, so go ahead again, like, follow, sub, whatever you can do on whichever platform. Just like make sure you keep it up to date with the podcast. And then uh, we'll catch you on the next episode. You have a good rest of your day. Mm-hmm.